Welcome to this new season of Half a Cup of Joanni podcast. In this season, we are embarking on an exciting journey, one of shameless learning. We are tossing out the fear of judgment and embracing curiosity with open arms, whether it's exploring new ideas, tackling challenging topics, or learning from our missteps. We're doing it all without shame or inhibition. Can't wait for y'all to listen to this. Hello, everyone. All right. So we have talked about the power of habit. We have talked about atomic habit. But as we all know, there are going to be instances when shit happens, when life just gets tough and we want to put our heads down in the sand or like me, crawl under your bed in the fetal position and not want to come out from there. (laughs) True story, true story. But to achieve goals, we need to know how to tackle those bumps in the road, right? So on today's episode, we are going to talk about the whole tackling of these bumps on the road to achieving our goals or on the road to accomplishing our habits that lead to our goals. Are you ready? Yes, you are. All right, let's go. (laughs) So like I said, every journey has its obstacles. Oh my goodness. I could tell you about a lot of them. But it's how we overcome them that defines our success. So it, it has to do a lot about mental mindset and resiliency. I, like I told my therapist, I'm like, I wish I didn't have to learn how to become resilient. But unfortunately, so many things happen in my lives as it has in other people's lives that push us to to survive. And in that survival, we learn how to overcome these obstacles through sheer determination and grit. Because when I look back, I know that there was nothing else there. I had no resources. I had, I had nothing but um, just grit to, to get me through. Um, I don't believe in thanking trauma for my resiliency. I wish I would have learned resiliency by other means, kind of like by the skills and the master resiliency uh, training modules in the army. Um, But nevertheless, let's talk about the book Grit by Angela Duckworth. So I come from a very, very poor background. And it's something that I didn't really pay much attention to growing up. But there were certain instances that brought it all home to me 
my grandma used to put food on layaway. Yes, there's such a thing in the Dominican Republic <laughs> as layaway food. You write it on the little notebook and then the owner knows that eventually you're going to pay them. Thankfully, my grandma was well known in the neighborhood and uh, was known as being someone that paid her debts. So, so we were good to have rice and beans on layaway until we got money uh, from my mom um, when she sent it from the U.S. So it was little things of um, the environment I was in and how I was raised. And then when I came to the U.S., uh, I wasn't well off either. Automatically, I didn't become this well off person just because I, I crossed this border into here. Guess what? From low income to low income, <laughs> you know, but not only that, then you have other things as well when you come to the U.S. that uh, kind of push back on you, such as ethnicity, race and, and gender and then all those other things on top of um, economic status. So it was so many things that I encountered in my childhood and in my adult life that it became this fight, me against the world kind of fight, where I became like this completely different person just to survive. So while I'm still this very jovial and easygoing person, I had to grow this layer of a new me to cover me that was uh, a stronger, a tougher, uh, a more no-nonsense person. So that way I can combat against those obstacles that were in my way. Obstacles such as, I don't know if you if you listened to a previous episode, but um, I talk about going to my first writing conference and, um, and wanting to be uh, a, an author and going here for the sake of learning and uh, for the sake of making connections and finding myself in a room that was not welcoming to to me and the culture that I come from and the culture represented in the book. And I found that to be very demeaning and unwelcoming. And it gave me room to quit. And I, I went home from that workshop thinking, I am, I am not good enough. My work is not good enough. I should just quit because my culture, everything from the Spanglish to the characters being Dominican to the foods portrayed there to the family dynamics portrayed there, it will not sell in the U.S. And that's what I went home with because that was what I encountered in this workshop verbatim. <laughs> I'm not, that's, this is not me paraphrasing verbatim. <laughs> your books, your stories will not sell here. Try Latin America. So it is, it is like 
these kind of roadblocks. And I know you have your own stories of various roadblocks that you encounter and en route to your goals or to your habits and, and how you had to fight through it through sheer grit and willpower to just get on to the other side of that block. And that's what I did for me to get over the other side of that block. I needed time to be able to validate what these people have told me and to be able to nourish my confidence and self-esteem back up because you do need that. I, I, I didn't understand back then why I needed confidence so much as an author and as a writer. But on that day, from that experience, I learned that you really do need to be confident about yourself and your work when presenting it because so many people will tear it down. We'll be right back. Whispers in the shadows. A chill in the air that grips your soul. The past isn't dead. It's alive. It's waiting. It's the devil that haunts me. (laughs) From the mind of J.E. Ortega comes a tale so chilling, it blurs the lines between vengeance and redemption, reality and nightmares. Meet Isabella, a woman haunted not just by the ghost of her daughter, but by the sins of her past. As the walls of her sanity crumble, can she escape the grip of a spectral menace? Or will her demons consume her? Dive into a world where every page crackles with suspense, where every chapter peels back the layers of a curse so profound it echoes through generations. The Devil That Haunts Me isn't just a story. It's an experience, a journey through the darkest corridors of the human heart. Are you brave enough to face the devil? Are you ready to uncover the truth that haunts us all? Find out in The Devil That Haunts Me. Available wherever books are sold. Pre-order your copy today and confront the devil within. El Diablo Te Espera. The Devil Awaits. For various reasons. They're not necessarily all good reasons per se. They can be nefarious reasons due to an, a bias that they don't even know that they have or preconceived notions that they don't even know they have, right? Because not everyone is self-aware of, of all those shadow elements in their personality. So they say these things, they present these things to other people from 
a place that is not healed and it hurts other people. And that's what happened here. And the worst part is that most likely that person didn't even know that they had hurt me in in this manner. They probably thought that they were giving me great feedback, that they were helping me out. That's what I meant. Like I had to go back to heal with time and nourishing my confidence and self-esteem because I had to go back in my head and prove to myself that that is incorrect, that I do have a talent and that I have had uh, teachers, strangers and uh, family, but I don't put too much emphasis on family because family will always say you're perfect when you're not. Well, at least my family. (laughs) So I have had those feedback from people explaining how my writing and the story it's it's a, a transformative thing that they have read. It is immersive. They enjoyed it, which is really what any creator will want is for someone to enjoy their art and be able to immerse themselves and lose themselves in that art. And I have gotten that feedback before. So I had to go back in time and invalidate that to invalidate my most recent experience and therefore be able to overcome this obstacle that was thrown at me so that way I can go on to write and publish not just that story, but other stories, which have received great reviews, by the way. You see, so the book Grit talks about how While we tend as a Western culture to rely on intelligence to assess whether somebody will succeed or not, something that is not necessarily measure and it's hard to measure is grit. That that X factor that the book said, that is like that je ne sais quoi factor that you can't really pinpoint, but when somebody has it, they can surpass a smarter person that is just sitting still on their metaphorical I'm smart chair. And you can see this example of people that surpass great odds just because they refuse to give up. In her study, Duckworth thinks that grit is likely a significant factor when it comes to college completion, even from low-income students. And like I said, my my background, if if I rely on where I come from, I would be to this day still in that environment a single mom and um, working from paycheck to paycheck because usually that's what that environment nourishes uh, because of the various roadblocks there. (laughs) But I found it within myself to, one, step out of that environment. That's one. And I did that by 
uh, joining the army, but people can do that other ways. You don't have to um, join the army to get out of that environment. You can go to college or you can go find a job at a cruise line, <laughs> you know, be a, a flight attendant. There's so many jobs that you can jump in in order to leave the environment that you're in. Studying abroad is another one or or finding a job abroad. It's another one. Because I feel that a lot of the times uh, the roadblocks are in that environment. I know for me, that's what happened. So when I left it and I find myself learning a new job, I found myself getting good at this job, the logistic job, and, and advancing through it, then I was able to assess myself a little better and have the courage to make goals for myself. Because I found that when I was in the environment that I came from, it felt almost as if my destiny was written for me. I hope that makes sense. Like everything was laid out. I do this, I do that, I do that. And my family dynamic was really constrictive as well. So I I had certain expectations to just stay there and find a job there and help out my family and stay there. But in my mind, I wanted something different for me. I wanted to see the world and to experience different things. I didn't want to be there. I also wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a writer. And for that, I needed to experience a lot of things. So with that mindset, when I saw this recruiter come through on my first year of college, I I really, I looked at this person like a ticket, like the stepping stone to my bigger life that I saw myself in. So you see, so it was this certain vision that I had. It was very unclear back then. I was a 16-year-old kid, okay? So it was very unclear, but I knew that taking that ticket out was a start. You see, so for me, I had to have the courage and the gall to have a different vision than what my environment gave me. And from there, that picture of my different life became more whole and I was able to piece it together little by little. But it was really through that mindset, that grit, that it's like, I'm going to do it. I have a right to do it. I can do it. To me, I look at it as like foolish, (laughs) kind of like these foolish thoughts that I had back then that I dare to think that I can do anything. and, And I did it. And mind you, most of my family didn't think I was going to make it. They they really were waiting for me to come back, <laughs> to come back home and say, I didn't make it. I failed. Boot camp was too hard. You know, uh, take me back in. And, and they were really waiting for that. And they told me that once I, I graduated and I was already a year in, they, they told me that. So I knew that that was in their mind, but because I had the audacity uh, to think that 
I, I dare to have a different path than what was presented to me, that really was the trigger, the domino effect, that first domino that fell to lead me to the life that I am in right now. And I see that as that <laughs> the audacity to hope and the audacity to think that I can do that. And then I think I started to lean on that grit because embarking on a life that is not meant for me, and I'm doing air quotes here, right? If I would have stayed in my environment that was written for me, I think, you know, that would have been a path that is kind of like easy because that's it right there. You know, I stay home, I find a job home, it's scripted already, it's ready. But because I stepped outside of the known into the unknown, then it's like my grit had to be turned on because now here I am having to uh, fight against people's perception of me, the way that I look. So all my identities, when I'm outside of my environment, are being opposed. And I have to keep proving myself uh, to them, proving myself that I am worthy um, of a promotion, that I am worthy to be there, that I can hang like the rest of them, be it physically, being mentally, being through knowledge and education. It was grit that leveled me up because through grit, I didn't give up. Even when I found myself a single parent, I just, I knew in my heart of hearts that I will be different, that I will not follow the course of um, single parenthood from the environment I come from, that I will not follow that. I knew that I will not follow that. I knew that I will be different. I knew that that will not stop me from achieving the education that I wanted to achieve. And uh, because of that knowledge that gave me that fire that propelled me to accomplish these things, because I knew that there was something different for me, you see? So even when I had those, I wouldn't call my son an obstacle, but I had those things that that happened to me that forced me to grind down and aferrarme to that idea that I'll be better, that I'll be different. So because of that idea, I refused to give up. I used to say like I'm this very stubborn person and I don't know if that's what grit is that I just I refuse to give up. Maybe that's what it is. Duckworth describes it as this personality that makes it so that people persevere even in uh, situations where some may give up. And and that's where I have found myself in, in some instances when I wanted to give up, but I refused because I just knew that there is something better for me and that I can accomplish those things. So that way I can have something better in my life. 
So for me, grit has manifested into this thought, this voice in my head that just propels me to keep moving forward with this like just stubborn streak that refuses to give up. And uh, my sister told me, I guess I've had it since I was little because she was like, you're always pushing boundaries. Uh, She used to tell me, you're like, you're going to push it until you, (laughs) until you fall. (laughs) And uh, that's basically what I do. Like I, I have to like fall on my face and fail before I fall. And even when that happens, like I have found myself looking back and thinking, how can I then change this so that way I can succeed? Because I'm just like, I don't know. It's just this stubbornness in me that refuses to believe that a failure is just that. I I see a failure, hence why I have this podcast. I see a failure as like, this is something to learn from and let's try it again. You know, after we learn from it, let's try it again with what we are implementing that is new and see if that works. And it's just, I don't know, sometimes that works against me. Sometimes it works for me. I say it works against me because sometimes I'm just like, I'm so stuck on on this, on getting this done, that I can waste time on just that one thing as opposed to moving on and doing something else. But sometimes it works for me because I have found that just the first failure, it really is not the one all to be all that I can learn from that. And then I can succeed once I've learned from it. I don't know, read <laughs> read the book, Grit, to, to see what you get out of it. That's what I got out of it. I, I saw myself a lot while reading the book. I went through memory lane quite a lot when I found myself with these odds and just like that mindset that I have that refusal to give up and then just um, doing the damn thing. I'm assuming that that's what the author meant by by grit. I hope you learned something from this. I feel like I was just rambling a lot in this episode. It's a little comfy to talk about my past. Uh, That's not something I like to do, but how can we move forward if we don't uh, dissect it a little bit, learn from it, so that way we can make things better for us and for the next generation. So I hope you you grab grits by the mm, <laughs> and you make things happen for yourself. All right. OK, I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Oh, we could we could fly. Thank you so much for listening. I want to hear from you. Leave me a comment. Do a rating if you can on the podcast. Share it with somebody you love. But most importantly, come back. See you next time. Bye.